you know, when you kind of when you look at talent and when you're looking at your roster, I, I'm pretty sure Coach O uh, does this all the time. The reason why he's not worried is a lot of people get they go wrong by looking at all the names that lead that lead that left. Uh, you, you know, we we did have we I think we set the record for all the guys that got drafted. But when you come back and look at the roster that you have coming back, you got to look at the production. We have so much production coming back. I mean, on the offside side of the ball, you have. Uh, Jamar, you have Terrace. I mean, you have got. I mean, you have uh, Racy, who, yeah, his he may not have had 500, 600 yards, but every time you look up, he's running a 60-yard touchdown yeah. in the end zone. Um, you can go back to running back. Yeah, we didn't have a running back that matched Clyde's stats, but Ty Davis Price will bust out a 40-yard run. Same with Chris Curry. He does it in the semifinal game. You have John Emery and all the talent in the world. And we go to the defense side of the ball, I mean, you have the best corner coming back. Uh, you have – I mean, now you're you putting a nose tackle like Tyler Shovel in a 4-3 where he can be even more aggressive. And you have guys like Damone Clark who rotated in uh, – he rotated in, was I considered the third best linebacker on the team last year, who ends up having 50 tackles and two sacks. Yeah. So you look at that type of production coming back, it's kind of like you're not you're not expected to miss a step. Sitting down with LSU senior safety Jacoby Stevens. Good to catch up with you, Jacoby. How's how's your summer been, man? I know it's been uh, it's been weird for everybody. Yeah. Um, but but how's it been? What's kind of been your focus this off season? Uh yeah, of course it hasn't been the normal summer, but um you know I'm I was excited to get back you know here and actually starting to work out and stuff like that. But the focus is just to stay stay focused, uh, stay ready for the season, kind of just be prepared for whenever they call us back and let us know when we're actually starting. But, you know, actually coming back with Coach Moffitt and now we're starting football school, it's, it's kind of getting back to the normal uh, the normal summer that we usually have. What, what was the time away like? Because normally I know you guys are basically in this building 24-7, mm-hmm. um, even in the off season. To get away, did you, you know, were you able to maintain workouts? Were you able to, were you able to take anything positive away from it? Because I think that's what we're all dealing with, right, is trying to find positives in this. Well, well depending on how you look at it, um, Luckily, you know, us going to the national championship kind of helped us because we practiced so late. And if you really look at it, we kind of had our workouts and then we had three practices of spring. But that month of May, we were going to miss that month of May regardless if yeah. we had COVID or not. So, I mean, uh, in that in that sense, uh, missing that month of May was, was kind of normal. Um, but the break that I did have, you know, we were, I worked out, I went to Covington and trained with my guy down there and um, stayed in shape and tried to get ready to come back here and do what we're doing now. So you, you had a decision to make after this season, um, exploring your options at the next level or coming back. When you decide to come back, mm. what is your what is your focus on your game? What are you trying to improve? Are you getting feedback from the next level and they're saying, hey, we want to see you do this? Or is it is it just a case of I want another year there? Like what's the, what's the balance there? I mean, it's – it's uh, both. Um, I know, um, you know, talking with Jack Marucci and all that, he says, you know, he's very adamant about you never get college back. And when I talk to some of these guys in the NFL, they always say that they miss playing at LSU. There's nothing like it. And one of the reasons why I did come come back was because I wasn't done with LSU. I still wanted to have those experiences that I had um, back then. And it is also 
the other reason as well is to sharpen my tools. Um, I feel like that I, with another year I can better myself and uh, be prepared to go play on, on a professional level. Um, there's things that I know I need to work on. Yeah, that's my that's another focus that I have this uh, this offseason. So many guys do, especially here where we produce so much pro talent. They come, they do their three years, and then they go to the next level. Um, the guys that you, I, I would say I'm not an NFL scout, but you're one of those guys that had the opportunity to do mm-hmm. that and came back for a fourth year because that was something you wanted to do. Who who are the guys that you talk to? Like I think of Tredavious White as mm-hmm. a guy that kind of he's the perfect model of that path, right? Mm. He did three years. He probably could have been a first or second round pick after that junior year. Right. He comes back and kind of surprises everybody, wears 18, uh, has a big year, and then he's a first round pick. Like, have you talked to him? Have you talked to other guys that have taken that path, which right. is kind of the rare path? I haven't I haven't talked to Trey White directly, but I definitely talked to him through Jack Marucci. Uh, he'll give some, give some things, some words to uh, Jack, and Jack will come tell him to me. And just, you know, Take a knowledge wherever you can get it. Uh, like I said, you know, I talked to him, talked to him through Jack. I talked to Jack. I just talked to a whole bunch of guys that left three years uh, and said they wish they can uh, have this back. I mean, also another guy that did it at War Seven was DJ Chark. He stayed all four yeah. years. And you know, you know, people say it's a knock staying all four years, or they're, or they're trying to say that if you don't leave in three, you're not good enough. And there's been cases of multiple cases where people stay four years, and you can you can argue that Trey White's the best corner in the league, right? Yeah. Now. So no doubt. Yeah, it, it definitely can benefit some guys. For you, you know, you're, you're different from a lot of those guys. Um, you'd have to go back to '07 to find a precedent for this, but you won a national championship, so you could have quote unquote ridden off into the sunset and mm. all that stuff. When you come off of a season like that. I don't know, the first practice or the first workout or those first few weeks. Is there a hangover at all, or were you able to kind of put it to bed quickly? Uh, I, I was kind of uh, able to put it to bed quickly, um, especially, you know, how people, you know, people were really excited about, you know, all the guys that left, and we set a record for all the guys that left. And the thing that people said right after that was LSU might win nine games. And for us, I know for me and Jamar and all those guys that really contributed to – uh, the championship last year, we're like, hold up, wait, we're still here. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, what are you saying? And we just kind of telling the young guys, like, hey, this is the expectation everybody else has given us, and this is the expectation that we have for ourselves. So uh, we're, we're kind of we're using that for momentum going into the next year. The national championship itself, I know y'all, y'all got the rings last week. Um, the feeling of winning it, right, is something you dream of your whole life. The feeling of winning it, did it live up to the hype that you had in your head? Was it slightly disappoint? Like, how does it how does it measure up to what you expected it would uh, be? I'll put it like this: the everybody kind of know knows the um, the attitude that we had all last year. Like, we expected to be here, having uh, who's next on the list, who's our, who's our next opponent. And honestly, after the national championship, that was kind of my headspace. Like, you know, we won. Who's the next person? <laughs> let's you know. Let's keep playing. Let's play an NFL team, or right? Something. Let's keep playing. And, um, but honestly, after the parade we had, after after being in front of the fans and the fans cheering us on, that's when I had kind of like my aha moment. And like, man, we really won a national championship. With me, I remember standing on the stage and kind of had to hold back tears because it is actually a dream come true. And um, but being in front of the fans uh, in the PMAC and throwing the beads out uh, on the float. Going, uh, rolling through campus, that's that's what hit me when we were, when I was like, we're national champions. What's your favorite moment from last year? Is there a game? Is there a 
is there a play that you made is there a, even a, maybe like a moment in the locker room away from the, well, the cameras that was your favorite i tell everybody um when i knew that we had a really a good shot of having a national championship run and everybody's i feel like this is when also i knew that joe was going to win the highs and was after that florida game mm-hmm. um after that i think for us that was like our really really big sec test and how we handled ourselves through uh through that game through the ups and downs of that game i knew that we have a legit team and i think we can re- really make a, a, a national championship push especially you know you were talking about um you and jamar coming back and you know, it's almost a different mentality. Y'all had doubters coming into last season. That's something that mm-hmm. that y'all dealt with your entire career. But at some point, it became very obvious. Maybe it was that Florida game that y'all were the real deal and probably the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was almost anticlimactic. But when you when you have the guys back coming back this year, coupled with the disrespect, like I look at the the defense in particular. Like you mm-hmm. guys have so many so many guys coming back on defense. Um, especially like the safety spot where, right. where you're going to be with you, with Kerry, with Todd getting healthy, um, with Mo Hampton who played a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel like that defense is going to translate? Because last year it was all the guys coming back on offense right. and a couple question marks and that kind of thing. But the offense was sort of the 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 known and it was the defense you're trying to answer some questions. This year it right. feels like the defense is the known quantity. Right. Um you know, when you kind of when you look at talent and you're looking at your roster, I'm pretty sure Coach O uh, does this all the time. The reason why he's not worried is a lot of people get they go wrong by looking at all the names that lead that lead that left. Uh, you, you know, we we did have we I think we set the record for all the guys that got drafted. But when you come back and look at the roster that you have coming back, you got to look at the production. We have so much production coming back. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, you have. Uh, Jamar, you have Terrace. I mean, you have got. I mean, you have uh, Racy, who, yeah, his he may not have had 500, 600 yards, but every time you look up, he's running a 60-yard touchdown yeah. in the end zone. Um, you can go back to running back. Yeah, we didn't have a running back that matched Clyde's stats, but Ty Davis Price will bust out a 40-yard run. Same with Chris Curry. He does it in the semifinal game. You have John Emery and all the talent in the world. And when you go to the defense side of the ball, I mean, you have the best corner coming back. Uh, you have – I mean, now you put in a nose tackle like Tyler Shovin a 4-3 where he can be even more aggressive. And you have guys like Damone Clark who rotated in uh, – he rotated in was I considered the third best linebacker on the team last year, who ends up having fifty tackles and two sacks. Yeah. So you look at that type of production coming back, it's kind of like you're not you're not expected to miss a step. Y'all did like a great job last year of just kind of grooming the guys who were next. I feel like LSU always does that. Is you have the stars and you have the guys that. Um, that are the stars that year, but that next kind of crew is always right there mm. looming. You were kind of in that position the year before last. <laughs> you were kind of in that position the year before last, and then um, and then last year you kind of had your, your breakout year. And then last year you just you just mentioned some of those names. How does some of those names fit into this defense when you look at that side of the ball? Because it is different. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the, the switch from a 3-4 to a 4-3. I know you're a scheme guy, an X's and O's guy. Is it bit, how different has it been? Is it is it really drastically different? Is it kind of similar? Uh, at the end of the day, football is football. You, I mean, you got to look at it that way. I mean, because if you you can really complicated, but at the end of the day, you got to look at it as for what it is. It's football. But the scheme that Polini, Coach Polini runs isn't isn't aggressive four three. He's you know as a Rand, with Coach Randa, 
is more perfect fit, perfect alignment, you know, perfect technique. While Coach Polini is going to be like, hey, we, we're coming after you, we're attacking you, we're putting, we're making your quarterback uncomfortable. We're going to play, uh, we're going to play in your backfield. So, I think that the biggest difference is that our D linemen and our, our front seven are going to be really, really aggressive, and there's going to there's going to be multiple things where you know the quarterback is going to actually have to know who's coming, where from, who's doing this, that, he, that he's going to actually have to study film and, and watch. How much does your role change? Is it because you moved around a lot last year mm-hmm. near the line of scrimmage deep? Do you still get that versatility? Yeah, I still get to do the same thing. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I enjoy doing. And Coach Polini, uh, you know, he was really big on me still doing that. Uh, I mean, I'm still going to be in the box. I mean, I played post safety last year. I'm doing the same thing I did last year. And because uh, I think that's, um, I think that's a, a huge plus. And I think um, for years to come, I think people are going to start looking for more guys to do that because you. You start doing that, like guys like Isaiah Simmons that just got drafted to the Cardinals. You start having players like that, or multiple players like that. You don't know where they're coming from. That's mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's how me and Grant really kind of frustrated some offenses last year because Grant can line up right here and he can blitz, and I can drop into coverage and be lined up the same way and be a whole. It looks like a whole different play, but it's the same one. It's a variation of it. Yeah, it feels like the defenses that have the most success these days are the ones that can trick the offense. Not not in a gimmicky way, but show them one thing, give them something different, basically mm-hmm. deceive the quarterback <laughs> right. and make him make a mistake, which was, you know, you watched Joe last year. That was what was so amazing about him. Even when they throw that stuff at him, he, somehow he could pick it up. But there's not very many Joe right. Burrows out right. there. Right, yeah, Joe, Joe's, a, Joe's a cheat code. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that uh, when we, we played him in spring and we tried to do that, there was a couple of times where we got back there, but – I guess that's the benefit of having a defensive coordinator as your dad, <laughs> I guess. But, um, you know, I'm happy for him. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to do really well for the, for the Bengals. And he's gonna, I think he's going he's gonna, to uh, change that culture over there. We talked about your positional role, but now you take even more of a leadership role as a senior. Um, how is that adjustment? But I know you were in that position last year, too, so it's probably not that different. But has, right. it, has there been any change at all? Well, the difference between last year and this year is that I'm – asked to be put, I'm I was asked to be put into that role by Coach O. Like I started in that role. Last year, uh I I didn't start in the role. I was kinda you know, I kinda just listened and followed and then uh towards the middle and the end of the season something just sparked to where, hey, I'm gonna voice my opinion and this is how uh I feel like things should be done. And, you know, this year, you know, I'm starting early with guys. Uh, you know, it, it's it's about being patient and Kind of bring, putting guys under your wing and bringing them along. Um, like I, I always say, patience is always a test that uh, <laughs> I struggle with. But uh, being being in this role is a good test, and um, I, uh, and I'm, I'm trying my best to pass it. I guess. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it's it's an honor being put in this role. And it's an honor to have this responsibility that Coach O came and asked me, and Coach Bush was talking to me. And, and, try, and trying to help me along the way to lead the, lead the guys. How, how are things over in the barbershop? What's, <laughs> well, what's, what's up for debate these days? Well, it's been kind of slow because of COVID. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we really haven't had any conversations yet. But I, I feel like once we get back to normal, it's bound to happen. Is it your job to, like, come to the table <laughs> with, like, five or six topics that you can just throw out there? You'd be surprised, you'd be surprised of things just, just spark the conversation that sparks up. I mean, yeah. guys don't come like with <laughs> – 
think, you know, see, see something on Twitter and bring it back that it's just literally just having a conversation and then something just goes, one person has a different opinion than the, other, than the next and then next thing you know, the whole trainer room is involved and that's that's how it starts up. Well, I know, I know you're one of the guys, um, a lot of guys that I talk to, they're like all football all the time. I know you've got a little bit of, uh, <laughs> you're mostly football, but you've got um, some interest out. What have you been reading, watching? Anything that that's outside of the box that you've been uh, in, into lately? Well, I mean, there's been a lot of things that's been that's been going on late, uh, lately, just with society today. Yeah, and I've been I've been really paying attention to that. And just and and one thing I tell my my family and my sister and all that stuff, you got to watch the people that are quiet. You got to watch how they move and what they do with, especially with their finances and their resources. You got to watch what they do, and. Uh, I, I just been kind of sitting back and kind of watching the guys that, you know, they don't they don't say much. That's right. But they're about action, and th- <laughs> that, that's what's kind of inter- interesting to me right now. That's that's what I've been kind of watching. Yeah, keep those secrets tight to the uh, <laughs> right. to the vest. Well, you we'll, we'll end on this. I think you tweeted about this yesterday about um, being a flashy player. Speaking of Tre'Davious White, mm-hmm. um, about how being a flashy player is or not being flashy enough is a knock. Um, is that something you've been thinking about? Is that something that you got feedback on? And you're 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 you know, that's not you. Your personality is not to be flashy, but I think, you know, I think the counter to that is like, look at the Patriots. They're not exactly. flashy. They, they, who'd they draft this year? Some guy from like a D three school or something mm-hmm. like. And 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 that's and that's what bothered me because I did get their information back, and, pe- and some people are saying because I'm not that flashy player. And it, and it, it was kind of cool, like in a sense, how you brought Trey White up, and just last night he even kind of came to my aid right yeah, there. Yeah. Because that is true. I mean, they didn't like Trey White because he didn't go yell at the camera every play he made. Yeah, and and that and that's a, that's the same thing with me. That's the same mentality that I have. Yeah, I'll celebrate, but I'm not going to celebrate or go too crazy over a play that I expect to make. Yeah, um, you know, it's you know, I, I guess that's what some guys are looking for, and, and that's why I have to tell some of my close close friends is that. That's what some some of these guys they're they're looking for the flashy player because it's pretty. Yeah. But really and truly, like you said, the people that are the blue collar have uh, they come in and they work. They're the ones that's competing for championships year in year out. Yeah. Year out. I mean that. I mean honestly, I really think that's the difference between when Coach O took over here. Um, it was a it was, yeah it was a process. It took him four years to do it. But Coach O is a blue collar guy, yeah. and it wasn't about being flashy. Yeah. It was about coming in, working hard, and outworking his opponent. And I think that's what I and I think I'm the epitome of that. And uh, you know, but you know, you can't please everybody. That's perfect. Well, that's perfectly said because it's not about being flashy or not being. It's about being authentic. It's about right. being who you are. Coach O is the epitome of that. Um, Joe Burrow's not flashy. He went number one overall. But then you have a guy like Justin who dances and <laughs> right. he's goofy. But yeah. that works for him because well, yeah, he gets his work done. Yeah, yeah. I don't want people to get me wrong. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not yeah. saying don't have fun. I'm not saying you can't celebrate a touchdown. But don't put that on knock on someone's game yeah. when that's not them. Yeah, that's that's all that I'm saying. You, you got you got to be authentic, and <laughs> right. uh, and and I think you're you're definitely authentic, and uh, we're expecting big things from you this year, and I know you're okay. expecting big things from yourself. So appreciate the time, Jacoby. Good catching up with you. Oh, thank you. All right, man. Number
fit to breathe. 